Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. So here we are, Faith, Love, Hope Sunday. And, um, and so I want to share around what it means for us to come into that space of faith when it comes to living the full lives that God has for us. Did you know that the, the, the capacity you're in right now is just still God's starting point? He's not finished with you. Did you know there's still always more in God, that God is a forward motion God? Do you know that no matter what you've been through or what you're going through right now, there's always more in God? And sometimes we get stuck, but God doesn't. And so what we actually need is a new perspective of God. And it's days like today, and this is why we come into discipleship relationships, why we're a part of the church community, is because we see more of God. And we discover in His presence more elements of who He is. He's unending. And so today, the title of the message that we're preaching across all of our Brisbane locations, we've all got the same notes. We're all putting our own individual spin on it. Okay, I'm not telling Pastor Mark's jokes about his wife, Lee, all right? <laughs> but in, in essence, we're preaching the same text in that uniform and that, that spirit of unity across our church, City Point Church, six locations in Brisbane and 10 around the world. And the title of the message is, God Wants You to Prosper. God wants you to prosper. Can you say, God wants me to prosper? Okay, now say it like as if you actually believe it. That's right. And you know what? Someone just got set free confessing that in the name of Jesus. Say it again. God wants me to prosper. Do you know what? Why don't you wake up every morning for the next six months, look yourself in the mirror and go, God wants you to prosper. And let's just see what happens. Genesis 1, the very first book of the Bible, God lays out our job description. You know, a lot of people ask, what's my purpose in life? Well, here's one place to start. Genesis 1.28, and God blessed them, meaning us, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, fill, subdue, and have dominion. That's pretty awesome. Do you notice it doesn't say there, sit around and do nothing? Do you notice it doesn't say there, decrease and move backwards in life? Do you notice it doesn't say, stay the same? It says, be fruitful and multiply Fill, subdue, and have dominion. God's plan is always that we're moving forward and growing into the potential that heaven deposited in us. I think if you and I knew the potential that's laying dormant on the inside of us, we would be shocked. We would be so surprised with the investment that heaven has put inside us. Because God actually knows how potent you are and he intended you to be that way because he has a plan in the earth. He positioned you in this time, in this season, in this generation, and he enabled you with the gifts and talents and personality that you have 
for His great plan in your generation. And so He says, I'm going to bless you and I want you to be growing and moving forward and having victory and having dominion and multiplying and being fruitful and always extending. Anyone this year want to be less than they were last year? No hands. That's a good thing. We all want to be moving forward. Guess what? God wants you to as well. And God wants us not to be consumers, but contributors. And I believe in myself, you know, I did a portion of my life outside of the family of God before I was saved. And since being saved, I've noticed some really, really significant things. And one thing is, is that the church is probably the greatest organization when it comes to a people that contribute. The world consumes, but the church contributes because that's the plan of God, is that we would shift from being consumers to contributors. You know, it's absolutely understandable that we come in out of the world and God does a work in us. There is a season of soaking and absorbing and receiving, but there has to be a time where we shift gears and become contributors. That's the call of the church, is to subdue and have dominion. Why? So that we can be power mongers? No, so that we can make the world a better place. So that because of the love of Jesus flowing through us, we see our world transformed. And so God wants us to be contributors. God wants us to be contributors. You need to know that the first commandment God gave mankind was to increase and prosper. It was the very first thing he told us to do. He didn't say be broke. He said go after it and prosper. That is the call on your life. Poverty and lack are not of God. And please understand when I speak of poverty and lack, I'm just not talking about dollar signs. I can tell you in my own life that prosperity is much more than finance. There's a prosperity of the soul. And God is so interested and mostly interested in that. A prosperity of the soul that we would be prosperous. There is no lack or poverty of the soul in God. Increase and prosperity and fruitfulness are of God. And did you know in God, there's actually in life, there's no such thing as standing still. The world is always moving. If I stand still, I'm actually going backwards. And so we have to choose which direction we're moving in. Are we moving in God's direction? Are we prospering we should be increasing in our hunger for God. Are you hungry for the things of God? And is that hunger increasing? Hungry for loving people. We should becoming, be becoming more generous. We should be moving into our involvement in God's plans more and more. We should be moving forward all the time. Do you know, as I get older, I've determined in my life to be more passionate now than when I was a teenager. And I was pretty passionate back then. I was the kid out the front, the last one at every ministry call. And I've decided that I don't want to wind back. I meet a lot of people in their older age who are like, well, we'll just see. Been there, done that. Well, I've just got my concerns about the church. And I've decided I don't want to be that person. 
I want to outdo my teenage daughters when it comes to passion. I want to outdo the youth department when it comes to jumping up and down and giving praise and glory to God. I want to, as I get older, to get more and more passionate for the things of God, to be moving in that direction. Do you know, we have to have this mindset around everything that we do. And so to me, there's no question about it. God wants us to prosper because poverty of soul and poverty in the natural is actually a curse that binds us up, suffocates us and restricts us. And we need to intentionally push it back. If we're going to be a church that brings a difference to our generation, we push it back intentionally, consciously. We are aware who we are and what God's called us to do in this time. And you know what? Maybe, maybe giving is not God's way of getting something from you. Maybe your giving is God's way of getting something to you. Maybe it's that breakthrough in your mind that is actually going to release something in the spirit realm. Actually, not maybe. I know it to be true. And so let's look at three biblical reasons tonight as to why God wants us to prosper. Why he wants us to prosper. And the first one, the first one will unsettle every religious spirit in the room. Okay? I'm just going to go there. I'm sorry. Number one, God actually has pleasure in your prosperity. He has pleasure in your prosperity. When you prosper, he does a happy dance. He loves and he has pleasure in your prosperity. In Psalm 35, 27... It says, let them, let City Point Church, Redcliffe, shout for joy. (laughs) Let them shout for joy and be glad. And then he defines us. Those ones who favor my righteous cause. Wow. What does that mean? That you calm yourself for a moment. You forget for a minute what your agenda is, what your plan for your occupation is, and you go, hang on, God, what's your righteous cause and how do I attach myself to it? Let those ones rejoice and be glad and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, listen, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. The Lord actually has pleasure in our prosperity. In 3 John 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you will prosper in all things just as your soul prospers. He wants us to prosper. He has pleasure in our prosperity. Prosperity, your prosperity of soul and your prosperity in the natural is His will for your life. Your prosperity is His will for your life. Paul says prosperity in Philippians. He's writing to the church and he says in verse 4, I don't seek the gift that you give me. I actually seek the fruit that abounds to your account because you give a gift. So what he's saying is prosperity isn't about what you give away. It's not even by what you own. It's it's gauged by the heart at which you release. Your prosperity is gauged by your heart position and there is a fruit around that abounds to our ability to release. 
Do you know Jesus was prosperous? There's this wrong teaching that says he was like poor and homeless. It's actually completely incorrect. That's the kind of teaching that wants to bind you up and limit you and restrict you. In fact, he didn't own a whole lot, but he was prosperous. Did you know that he had a treasurer? It wasn't a good one. (laughs) Judas was the treasurer. Bummer. But he had a treasurer. Why would you need a treasurer unless you had an abundance of money that needed to be accounted for? He had a treasurer. And there was lots of money involved in the ministry of Jesus. We read about the business people who funded his ministry. He was not ever in lack. He was the sort of guy that said to his disciples, hey, go and see the guy. I've already made arrangements. There was already so much abundance around Jesus. He could call a fish in with money in its mouth. Jesus was never in lack. Do you know his tunic was so valuable that the centurions and the soldiers bid on it at his crucifixion? It was like the Armani suit of the day. He was not poor. It was that valuable that Roman soldiers bid on it and cast lots for it. They gambled for it. Jesus was prosperous. It's good to have... It's good to have enough to meet your needs. It's better to have more than enough so that you can bless other people. And that's where our minds have to go to. That's where our hearts and our spirits have to go to. It gives him great pleasure because it enables you to do much good. It establishes his covenant and it builds his kingdom. And he sees lives transformed. We need to believe for breakthrough and supernatural advancement in our lives so that we can be a blessing to those around us. The second reason, so God wants us to be prosperous because it blesses him. It gives him great joy. The second thing is our mission statement. Who can say it with me? City Point Church exists to unmistakably, very good, to unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. The next two points to unmistakably influence our world for good. Do you know if you remove the church out of history, there would be no hospitals, no schools, no universities, no orphanages, no Red Cross, no Salvation Army. If you remove the church out of history, literally the world would have imploded hundreds of years ago. But we exist to unmistakably influence our world for good. That's why the church exists. And so we're going to watch a video in a moment of what we have achieved as a church. Just a snapshot. There's no way we could tell you every detail. And actually the Bible says we shouldn't be blowing our own trumpets anyway. There's a lot that's done that we don't all know about. But the reason the church exists in the generation is to bring good into the generation. That's why we exist. In Ephesians 4.28, it says this, Let him who stole steal no longer. It's a good start. If you come to Jesus, stop stealing. All right? If you're still stealing, stop. Okay? Stop. But rather, here's a point, let him labor. 
get a job, work with your hands, what is good, why, why, that he may have something to give to him who has need, that we would go from being consumers, takers, to contributors, givers, increase is about being someone else's answer, God forbid that the church I pastor would be full of people who are caring only for their own needs. God forbid I'll quit today. Because we need to be about other people's needs. Every single one of us needs to be about someone else's need. And actually, one of the greatest keys to victory is when you're in need that you minister to someone else's need. Devil doesn't know what to do with a person like that who's going through the pit of hell, but they're ministering to everyone else. The enemy doesn't know how to do with someone who won't stay down. And that's the church. It's not about us. It's about being a blessing to someone else. What I have, I give unto thee. Luke 3.11, Jesus answered, He who has two tunics, let him give to the one who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Do you know what poverty mentality says? Oh God, at Faith, Love, Hope, I pray that you would just meet my needs. Father God, I just need breakthrough. I can't make ends meet. But do you know what our mentality needs to be? God, I thank you for over and above so that I can have two tunics. Poverty mentality just can only see one tunic. I just need my one tunic. But prosperity, knowing that I exist for good, means God, give me two tunics so I can give it away so that I can be a difference in someone else. Maybe it's actually selfish to pray for our own needs. Maybe prosperity thinking says, God, give me more than enough, not for me, but so that I can bring your kingdom into my generation. More than enough. To not want to increase is selfish. To not believe in prosperity is selfishness because we need it in order to be a blessing. In order to be a blessing. Prosperity and increase not only allow us to have more but to give more. It moves us out of survival mentality and into I am blessed to be a blessing. When you give, you won't be less, you'll be more. You might be less because of poor money management, But giving according to the word of God will never make you less. Philippians 4.19 says, And God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Our Our needs should include extra so we can be a blessing in the kingdom of God. God wants us to prosper so we can do much good. And point number three The church exists to unmistakably influence our world for good and for... The church is not a benevolent institution. The church is not just an institution that meets the physical need of the community because we can love people into a Christless eternity. At some point, the church has to see salvations. At some point... The church has to see the transformation of everyday men and women. At some point, the church has to usher in a move of the Spirit that gets around people's lives and sees them turned around and restored and healed. 
that they would encounter a prosperity of the soul, not just a full tummy. To influence the world unmistakably for God is the ultimate call of every single Jesus follower. He wants to build his church. What is the church? Is it four black walls and a screen? No. Is the church a brick building with stained windows? The church is you and I. And we exist to bring God, Jesus, the gospel, the good news of salvation and healing into our generation. That's why we exist. Deuteronomy 8, 18. Remember, you shall remember the Lord your God because it's He who gives us the ability to get wealth that He may establish His covenant in the earth which he swore to your fathers. He blesses us so that he can establish his kingdom in the earth. The reason you and I are blessed is so that the kingdom of heaven can invade our generation. And he gives us the ability to do that, to win the lost into eternity so that we can go into the world and make disciples of all nations. God's desire is that all would be saved. How many is all? All. All. His desire is that every single person in your workplace would know him. That every member of your family would see him and touch him. And he's placed you there. And he's given you the ability to be there. So that he can establish his covenant in the earth. To unmistakably unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. To establish His kingdom, to outwork His promises, only the church lives for kingdom purposes. No one else is going to live for the purposes of heaven but you and I. And the church is the hope of the world. The church is God's plan for the world. And so we exist to unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. You know, many generations before us gave sacrificially because they understood this. I've met the people. I have personally met the people who 40 years ago mortgaged their homes to build this building. In our midst tonight, we have other pioneers who literally would rally church congregations to buy one pallet of bricks at a time to build churches. On Saturday, the women would do cake stalls and the men would go door knocking to raise money. Why? Because they knew the church needed to send the message out. They knew the church needed to be present. They knew the church needed to be active so that the Word of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit could go forward. And now it's our turn. Now it's our turn to establish God's kingdom in the earth. And God wants us to prosper. He wants, as I said last week, for our lives to be billboards to his goodness. I'm a walking, talking billboard to the goodness of God. Come and ask me about it. Let me bless you. Let me speak into your life. Let me love on you because Jesus loves on you. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. 
If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.